Let's turn to Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. Scripture says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. I want to talk about two different things here, two different aspects. The first one is the gospel. The second one is the end. The gospel and the end. When Jesus was sitting along with his disciples in Mount Olives, his disciples came to him with a specific question. What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? What will be the sign for your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus said a couple of things as the sign of the coming of the Lord as we read from Matthew chapter 24 verses 4 to 14. We'll not read the entire scripture now. There are two different things the world forgets today. There are two significant events the world really doesn't know about it. There are two different significant phenomena which are going to take place. The science and technology will never be prepared to handle these two things which I'm going to share now. Number one, the coming of the Lord. Number two, the end of the age. Number one, the coming of the Lord. Number two, the end of the age. You know, today people live in this world as if they are never going to be judged. The kind of wickedness, the kind of things that is going on in this world, people are not at all really worrying about the consequences of what we do on this earth at times. And also people are living, including as we are living on this world sometimes, thinking as if we are going to live in this world forever and ever. Jesus said a significant truth about the end of the age and of the coming of the Lord. We read that in verse 24. Let's go to verse... Sorry, chapter 24, verse 14, as we read. And Jesus said, As this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Jesus brought a significant truth in terms of giving an answer to that specific question to the disciples. They asked, Lord, when is your coming will be? When the end of the age will be? And Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness in all the nations. And then the end will come. What is the gospel we are talking about here? You know, gospel is good news. As all of us know, the dictionary definition of the gospel, the word gospel is good news. But gospel is not something 
that really gives goosebumps when we talk about this. I believe gospel is much more than skin level. Gospel is something which is precious. We are just going to talk about that in a moment. Gospel is not really mesmerism or hypnotism. Gospel is not that. Gospel is not a slogan that we can take that gospel and keep chanting about. Gospel is not at all a slogan. Gospel is not just really one of the many different ways of how we can become materially rich. Gospel is not at all about it. But then what gospel is? Gospel is about the love of God upon mankind. Gospel is nothing else than the love of God Almighty upon mankind. Gospel is the good news announcing the free gift of salvation that can be obtained only by having faith in Lord Jesus Christ. So gospel tells us the love of God. Gospel is also the good news of knowing that God has a gift for each and every one of us that's called salvation. No other means we can attain this unless until we put our faith in Lord Jesus Christ. Gospel is the proclamation of the turning work that Jesus Christ performed at the cross in order to redeem us from the sins. So gospel is the proclamation of the atonement that Jesus did at the cross. Gospel is the message of the cross. The good news of hope, love and peace. All this put together, we can define gospel, what gospel is. Scripture says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. You know, today this gospel is being preached everywhere in all the nations. If you remember, the disciples originally carried this gospel as they went into different nations. And there was a great persecution It came upon the church. The Roman persecution. Because of that persecution, the church got scattered everywhere. And wherever they went, they started preaching the gospel. And then missionaries carried this precious gospel and went into the different parts of the globe and went into the jungle and forest and preached this gospel to the people who are living in those areas and today this gospel is being preached in all around the world you know today there's nothing that can stop this gospel from being pre preached it is advancing everywhere no matter how much the persecution comes against the church but gospel is advancing why this gospel has to be preached with so you know forcefully or so you know uh, uh, so immediately why this gospel has to be preached simple reason because the end has to come the end has to come. The end will not come unless this gospel is preached. So when the end is going to come? It can come at any moment. That's a good news. The end of this age can come at any moment. You know, most of the prophecies spoken about the coming of the Lord and, and the end of the age is almost, are almost fulfilled. You know, when we talk about the end of the age, there are two, two major events, as I said, they are going to take place. Number one, the coming of the Lord, as we know. Number two, the major destruction that is going to happen upon this earth. Just want all of you to listen to this. Jesus Christ is going to come back to this world. 
Jesus Christ is going to come back to this world. When he comes back, he is going to come for his own people. Scripture says Jesus Christ is going to come in the middle of the air to take the church into heaven. He's not going to come on this earth. He's going to come in the middle of the air, as scripture says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 to 17, and 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52. We will not read that now. Scripture says Jesus is going to come in the middle of the air, and church is going to be caught up along with Lord Jesus Christ. That we call it as rapture. Once the church is gone, Scripture says there is going to be seven years of tribulation on this earth. The world is going to be under the rulership of Antichrist. Antichrist is going to torture people on this earth. Those who try to follow Lord Jesus Christ will be tortured during the seven years of time. And the church is not going to be here. But then there are still people trying to follow Lord God. They are going to be targeted during the time of Antichrist. And along with the torture and tribulation of Antichrist, the wrath of God is going to be poured upon this land as we read in the book of Revelation. You know, first time when Jesus came to this world in Bethlehem, he came as a savior of this world. But second time when he is going to come, he is going to come as a judge. He is going to come as a judge to judge this world. First time when he came, he came as a compassionate God. He was full of mercy and grace, as scripture says. But the second time, he is going to come back with wrath. With great anger and fury, he is going to come back to this world because he has to judge this world. Those who reject Jesus Christ are going to be judged when he comes back in the second time. You know, when the church is taken up into heaven, and immediately after the seven years of tribulation, Jesus is going to come back to this world, and he is going to establish the thousand years of reign on this earth. As we read in the book of Zechariah, chapter 14, verse 4. Let's read that scripture. Zechariah, chapter 14, verse 4. Scripture very clearly says, And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, making a very large valley. Half of the mountain shall move toward the north and half of it toward the south. In the book of Zechariah, years ago, the prophet Zechariah prophesied saying that the same way Lord Jesus Christ was taken into heaven, from Mount Olives, as the disciples were looking, and the angels were reciting the same prophecy as we read in the Gospels and the book of Acts. The same Jesus. How he was caught up into heaven. He is going to come back. I really don't know whether you believe the coming of the Lord, but my Bible says Jesus Christ is going to come back to this world. Jesus Christ is going to come back to this world. And his feet is going to touch on Mount Olives. First time when he comes, he was in the middle of the air. Church was caught up into heaven. And second time when he comes, after seven years of tribulation, his feet is going to touch Mount Olives. 
And there is a major distraction that's going to happen. Scripture says Mount Olives is going to split open into off. And along with that, there is a major distraction that is going to come upon. As disciples were asking what is the a sign for the end of the age, Lord God said, my coming will be one of the signs. And secondly, the end of the age, the major distraction that is going to come. Let's go to 2 Peter verse 3. Chapter 3, verse 10. Second Peter, chapter 3, verse 10. Scripture talks about the day of the Lord, the coming of the Lord. Let's see what is going to happen on that day. Second Peter 3, 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Scripture says very clearly on the day of the Lord, the heaven is going to roll away with great noise. And the elements will melt all that we see, including both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Every tall building that we see today, every, every structures that we see today, everything is going to be burnt up by the coming of the Lord. That's what scripture says. And that is going to be the end of the age. That is going to be the end of the age. Then comes the white throne judgment of Lord God, as scripture says in the book of Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. Revelation 20, 15 says, And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Anyone not found written in the book of life, you may ask, what can I do in order to my name to be written in the book of life? If our name is not found in the book of life, no matter who we are, God is going to judge and he is going to throw us into the lake of fire. We call it as a hell. Heaven is real. Hell is real. And scripture says, if our names are not found in the book of the Lamb, the book of life, we will eventually end up in the hell, which was virginally prepared for the devil and the fallen angels. God doesn't have any intention to really throw us into the hell. But it is we. We select. We opt because it's a free will. We have an option in front of us. Either we can choose God and follow him so that we will eventually end up in heaven. Or we have an option in front of us to continue to live in our wickedness so eventually we end up in hell. But God wants us to make the decision. Then God, God is going to make the new heavens and the new earth. And we are taken into eternity, into the heaven. And we are going to live with the Lord forever and ever. When Jesus responded to the disciples' question, Lord, what will be the sign of the end of the age? Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. The gospel is being preached everywhere today. The end is at our doorsteps. But today God wants us to make a decision, make a proper, very conscious decision of where we are going to spend our eternity. 
You know, sometimes if you feel that we need to study more about it, we have the Tuesday Bible study, evening at 7.30. That's where we study all those things, how things are going to be in the coming days. But today is the day of our salvation. No doubt that we are living in the end of the times. If we are still not concerned about our eternity, I really feel sorry for us. If we really don't know there is an eternal heaven and eternal hell, I really feel sorry for us. It is time that we need to decide our destiny. Let's not make this opportunity. Let's once again make a recommitment to God tonight. And as I was preparing, I was committing myself to God. Lord, I want to spend that eternity with you in heaven. My family and my children, my church, my believers, Lord, my congregation, they need to spend their time in the eternity. And it is the same thing to all of us, those who are listening. God wants us to go to heaven, not to hell. But today, it's now is the right time that we need to make that decision. Shall we just all stand for a moment for a time of prayer? I believe this evening, God has spoken to each and every one of us. I know for sure, some of us probably never think about the eternal destinies in front of us. But this evening, God wants us to know that we are living at end times. Because the, as the scripture says, there are many events already took place. There are events still taking place. And one such significant event is the gospel, the preaching of the gospel. And tonight, as you are listening to me, God wants to make sure that our names are found in the book of life. If our names are not found in the book of life, tonight, as you listen to me, you need to make a proper decision. And you need to ask God, Lord, I want my life, my name, to be returned in the book of life. If our name to be found in the book of life, we should be asking God tonight, Lord, come into my life. Lord, as you are giving me an opportunity to come to you tonight, Lord, as I just heard about the eternal destiny and the days which are going to come on my way, Lord, they are terrible days. I don't want to be left out in this world, O oh Father God, when the church is taken up into heaven. Lord, consider me worthy of the eternal heaven, O oh God. And you know how that worthiness come to, come in, comes into our lives? Only through the precious work Lord Jesus performed at the cross. At the cross, he shed his precious blood. And the blood of Lord Jesus Christ can cleanse us from all our sins. Shall we just ask Lord Jesus, Lord God, cleanse my sins. And forgive me. Lord, wash my sins with your precious blood. And forgive my sins, Lord. Forgive my sins, Lord. Tonight, if you ask him, he is faithful to forgive you and cleanse you from all your sins. Let every one of us ask him, Lord, I want to be found 
along with the group that goes into eternal heaven, not into eternal hell. Lord, once again, accept me. If my name is not written in the book of life, Lord, write my name in the book of life. Let every one of us ask him right now. Hallelujah. Come in your presence, Lord, this evening, O oh God, as you said, let the blood that was shed cleanse my sins, Lord. Lord, there are so many dark spots in my life, in my heart. Lord, there are so many dark areas in my life, God, that the word of God not yet penetrated into those dark regions. Tonight, Lord, help me, Lord, so that I may allow the working of the Word of God in my life. Some of us standing here, this evening, the Spirit of God is telling me that there are dark areas in our lives, but we need the light of God. We need the Word of God to flow through those areas so that the darkness will be dispelled the moment the light of Jesus enters into your heart. And this evening, God Almighty, is reminding you that it is yet another opportunity in your life that you need to allow the word of God to work in your life. The more you prevent the word of God, God will not consider you in the kingdom of God. You need to allow the work of God, allow the word of God in your God, in your word, in your heart as the word of God continues to work in your heart. Let's not harden our hearts this night. Let's not keep our hearts. No matter what it happens, I will not obey. Let's not say that in front of God this evening. Let's soften our hearts. Let's yield our hearts to the voice of the Holy Spirit in this place. It is very important because we are dealing with our destiny, our eternal destiny. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I sing that chorus once again, just as I am without one plea, I just want you to commit your life to God tonight. Wherever you stand, let, let every eyes close. Let every eyes close. Let's not move from this place at this moment, at the time of prayer. None of us move from the place where we stand. When every eye is closed, let us surrender to God once again. Just as I am without one plea, but that I Asking God, Lord, cleanse me once again, O oh God. Hallelujah. When every eyes are closed, I just want you to make the decision strongly in your heart. You have made the decision many times, but for some reason you are not able to keep up to that decision that you took. But tonight God is specifically calling you to obey this voice and take the decision in your life. Lord, no matter, Lord, what happens, what comes on my way, I will never walk away from you, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for listening to the voice of the enemy. Forgive me, Lord, for listening to the things of this world, oh God. I really got carried away. Forgive me. Lord God, our God is very faithful. Our God is so precious, so forgiveful. And tonight, is accepting you just as I am just as we are shall we just together fall in his hands tonight hallelujah precious God we pray for this this time oh father in many different ways Lord we have gone away from you we walked away from you Lord we are brought at, at this point of time in our lives where things around us, oh Father God, are falling apart. People around us are walking away from you. Lord, I keep seeing that in my friend, in front of my eyes, oh God, with my own eyes. Lord, things are messed up in many lives and many families. Lord, at this moment, I'm standing in front of you, Lord, in your presence. This evening, I'm asking you that you would have continue to have mercy upon me. Forgive my sins, Lord. Forgive my Lord shortcomings, so oh Father. Lord, forgive my backsliding, O oh God. Forgive me, Lord, because I walked away from you. Tonight, Lord, once again, accept me, O oh Father God, into your fold. Once again, cleanse me, Lord, and wash me, Lord. Hallelujah.